0: You're listening to the Forging Life Podcast, where we sit down with the most epic entrepreneurs, parents, veterans, and so many others that have gone through some crazy challenges inside of their life to be able to forge forward and come out on the other side. And in this podcast, you're going to be able to listen to some of the ways that they were able to grow their business and quality of life. My name is Trey Ryder, and I'm your personal and professional coach, helping you to live intentionally and have a higher quality of life let's go Welcome to another episode of the Forging Life podcast. I'm your host, Trey Ryder, and today I have Jim Cermak with me, who is a father, a husband. He is a podcast host of Trade uh, Trade Show University. He's also an author, and I this is something I didn't know about him. I'd like to explore a little bit more, but he was a, an author of a book. It was When Will Things Look Up? And it was rated Uh, one of the top spiritual books in 2015. So uh, what we're going to speak about in this episode today is getting to know a little bit about Jim, some of the struggles that he has had, maybe a little bit about his podcast and some of the struggles that were going on, whether it was starting the podcast and what he does now, which is using trade shows to truly grow a business. And as far as I'm aware, helping people, and coaching them to do the same exact thing. Yep. So first and foremost, welcome, Jim.
1: Great, thank you so much, man. This is—I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. Uh, as as you said, yeah, we've we've connected here on Facebook. Have such a great admiration of you, your heart, what you're trying to do here, and so just uh, just a big fan, a big fan, and uh, just really pleased to be here today.
0: I really do appreciate that. And I know that you were talking about some of the episodes that you have heard of this podcast, the four July podcast. And I would love for you to be able to say some of those because you do, or you said that you enjoyed them. So I'd love for you to shout those individuals out. So it doesn't come from me, but an honest um, feedback from another listener. So if you wouldn't mind, like, even if it was what it was about or something like that, just
1: Absolutely, so people can know. Absolutely, uh, one of my favorites. I am a huge coffee guy. I love coffee. I I would love whenever we have a chance. I've only been to a couple, but uh, coffee plantations, roasteries, you know, and and learning about the process and stuff. And you had a, his name was Jose. I can't remember his last name, but uh, from and he talked all about coffee and the process and 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 growing it on the mountain and, and just being in that lifestyle and everything it was just phenomenal. So I just loved that episode. If you, anyone who's into coffee, like I am, check it out. And, and I think it was one of your last, uh, episodes with Justine Mater. She was a ball of fire, uh, in a very, very good way. My gosh, so motivating, a person of great faith, a person of great energy, a person of a strong, strong business person, and just shared so much about life, her struggles. I mean, a young person who is, has been through so much in life and in business and, and just plowing through it. You're going to great, get great, great information from those. Those two, I, I strongly, strongly recommend. So I hope, uh, so go out and check out those two, those two episodes and check them all out. Why not? But, uh, those two, I can definitely, uh, those are Justine's I got to go back and listen to again. It was just so great.
0: And I I'll tell you, I enjoy, I, I do. I thoroughly enjoy every single one that, um, I have sat back and be able to, to get to know each and every person. Justine was a great, uh, individual. I've known her for a long time. Uh, Jose, I actually tagged them, uh, Alana's, uh, in the chat box. So maybe he'll jump on. If he does, we'll see hopefully a comment from him, but, uh, yeah, definitely. I think he even gave a discount code for his coffee. You can go and check that out. So, um, definitely do that. Sorry guys. I I have chats going on here. So I (laughs) try to not look at them as uh, much as possible. So, uh, some of my favorite, honestly, on a personal level, my, I have so many that are favorites, but I thoroughly enjoyed interviewing my father. And that was just the fact of getting to know him on a deeper level. It's not every day that you can have somebody. And even if you don't have a podcast, I recommend going out and just doing an interview style with your, your father or your mother or your sister and get to know them. Like, sit back and say, "Okay, well, you know, why did you do, you know, this thought process? Why, you know, for my father, he divorced my mom. You know, that was some of the the discussions that we had. Like, what was the thought process as a husband who still fully loves the person, uh, but had to break ties? You know, yeah. and you know, it was." about pulling himself out of the situation what was best for the family you know so just learning and hearing a different perspective than what we had growing up
1: yeah that's such a great that's such great advice that you just had right there anyone who's got living parents and god bless her my mom is 92 years old still lives on her own still independent still drives that part scares me a little bit, but, but other than that, I mean, she is amazing. She's amazing. And I love just asking her questions about growing up uh, because at 92, I mean, she's been around for a while and, and how she met my dad and how, you know, what things were like when they, they bought or built their starter home, which she's still in (laughs) about 70 years later. And it's just, you're missing out if you're not tapping into the wisdom of your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors on the street who may, who may have uh, who have a few years on you. Ask them about, about growing up, where they grow up? What, what did they do when they were younger? What hobbies did they have? Because it's a different world today than it was back then. Things were simpler, but you know I hear stories about how my dad, you know, today it would be maybe a 20, 25 minute car ride to get from his house to her house, but they, he didn't have a car back then. And so he took two streetcars to get to her house and it would take probably an hour to get there or more. And, and then he would take her home and take those two streetcars back. And, you know, it was, it was an adventure, you know, it wasn't just an easy thing. Life was not as easy as it is today. And, and it's just great to hear. It's great to hear the experiences. It's great to hear the perspectives, what they have. What do they think about life today versus when they were growing up? Just take the time, ask them whatever, and just listen and soak it in the wisdom, the experience, uh, the joy, the heartbreaks uh, that they, they've went through. Uh, my dad uh, died 19 years ago. And, uh, my mom still, she gets teary eyed talking about him and it's, uh, and and I, I get it. I, they were together just shy of 50 years, 49 and a half years when he passed. And, and it's just, I guess, you know, just talk, talk to your, talk to, to those in your, your life who are special to you and ask them questions, interview It doesn't, and it doesn't have to be a formal sit down. Just every time you have an opportunity to get together, ask them a few questions and you're going to learn so much. You're going to learn so much.
0: As I was sitting here listening to you speak about this and talking about our parents and the things that they went through, right? They didn't have all the distractions, right? They understood what they wanted and they went after it. Mm-hmm. And striving to to make something work. Where do you? I'm just curious as, as we're generally talking. Do you feel that how connected we are can truly make us disconnected at this point in life?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that statement because we're so engrossed into into our smartphones, and I think we're, I think we're getting dumber. We I see. Kids that are growing up and they don't know how to hold a conversation, they don't know how to type a letter, <laughs> you know, they don't or or even uh you know not using correct language or correct spelling because spell check always does that for you, or they're using those contractions, you know, just the letter U instead of YOU when they're writing, and uh uh it's and so I, I think they're missing out on some of these important things, but because life at the end of the day is all about people. It's all about our relationships. And, and because when something, you know, when, when something is good, you want to share the, the good times, you want to share the celebrations with others. And when times are bad, you have someone who's sick, someone who passed away. It's the, those people coming together and being there to support and love one another. That is what makes life special that's what makes life special. It's not the stuff. It's not the the phone or the latest technology or anything. It's, it's the people and it's the people by your side. And building those relationships is the only way you're going to have those people by your side long-term.
0: I love what you're speaking of. And I, I'm glad we're having this discussion. I, this kind of leads into uh, where I want to take this anyways, is yeah. about you. I would love to hear about Jim, starting out to where you are today, um, what has created you? What has forged you to be in the person you are right now?
1: Absolutely. Uh, All right, well, let's go way back, (laughs) I guess. I grew up in in the Cleveland area. I still live here in in Cleveland. Um, My parents were amazing. Uh, I had two older sisters, uh, eight and nine years older than I, and my mom had a miscarriage in between. So I'm very fortunate and very blessed to, to have, uh, been that they, they wanted to have one more. So, um, my two sisters, I, I love dearly today. They're, they're wonderful. We all, we all still live here in the Cleveland area. And, uh, but my, my parents were just phenomenal. My, my dad was absolutely the best. He was the fun dad. And, uh, and we just, we had great times together as a family. We, you know, we always went on family vacations every year and it wasn't anything extravagant. You know, we went, to, uh, we would get a cabin up at Houghton Lake in Michigan, which is in the center of Michigan. Just a little rustic log cabin. We would fish and swim and we would have fires and and that was about it. It wasn't anything Uh, Over the top. It wasn't Disney World and and all that. It was just uh, these really really basic but wonderful vacations of great memories. Uh, And uh, he was a hardworking guy. My mom was a stay at home mom, which most moms were back then. And we were the you know as as we I recalled you know we used to call it the we had we were the Kool Aid house. Every kid in our house in our neighborhood was in our backyard and we were playing kick the can. I think we were we were probably the only uh, house in the neighborhood where we actually had a pool we had a four foot deep pool and it was a like fifteen foot round, which was you know not a huge pool, but back then we were the only one and so there was always a ton of kids in the pool and we just had a great time and having sisters that that were that were that much older than me they weren't you know I wasn't in their way they weren't in my way, so it was uh, just me and my friends just hanging out and uh they were always like i said always had a, a boatload of kids in the backyard and mom would just feed them and, and, and throw Kool-Aid out there. And we would just have a great time. So growing up was, that was important. And another thing grew up Catholic and we were in the church every week. You know, there was, there was no argument it was just this is what we do every Sunday we're at church and my parents were very involved in church they were involved in different groups so being at church was never a foreign thing to me and it became part of really who I am uh, and so when when I got married my wife and I we both sing and so we joined our our folk group contemporary group whatever you want to call it uh, and and being at church was part of my kids life they never knew anything other than there you know being there and and as <laughs> when they were small and you know one year old two year old i remember times i was soloing and holding one of my kids you know right at the microphone and i'll never forget but one time i we finished the song and my daughter right into the microphone all done <laughs> you know, so it was you know just the, these kind of things and and so church became part of who they are and so to, and today you know, they're they're 28 and 23 and they both have a very strong faith life and, and it was because the church was a non-negotiable that has been part of our life it was there's never been a time when it was any anything but this is what we're doing on Sunday. They knew. And we, since we were in the group, we played at the exact same service every Sunday. So we didn't have, didn't have to think about time or anything like that. It was like Sunday morning, 10 o'clock that we're at church. So that was, that's always been a big part of, of who I am and, and how I grew up uh, and and learned that from my parents. All right, let's fast forward. Uh, let's see. Uh, went to, went to college at Cleveland State University. So uh right to hometown, didn't, didn't go away to school, lived at home the whole time, which was fine with me. It was nice, inexpensive school and got my marketing degree. And that's where I met my bride, Marianne. And, uh, we both were in the marketing program, but she was, uh, she was ahead of me. She was, uh, two years, she's two years older than I am. So she was a little bit ahead of me, but we had some classes, classes together and, 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 uh, over time and uh, just uh, grew together. We knew each other for a little while before we started dating and then, but not, not very long. Um, and then, uh, you know, fast forward 32 years, we just had our 32nd wedding anniversary. So excited about that. And uh, still, best I definitely friends. Have
0: to say congratulations <laughs> on that. That was one of the things I wrote down that I wanted to speak and bring up. So you definitely brought that up.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and, uh, best friends, best friends today. I mean, we just, uh, love spending time together and we love to travel when we can, uh, and looking forward to those days when we can continue to do that. But my, my two kids are, are amazing. My daughter, Brittany is, uh, uh, just phenomenal. She's a, she's an entrepreneur. She's got, uh, a growing, uh, a nutrition business. She's a dietitian. she has got a growing nutrition business called Your Life Nutrition. She's got a, a great uh, group here with hundreds of people here on Facebook called the Go-Getter Goal Getters. Your, Your Life Nutrition Goal Getters. So I learned a lot from her and I'm always inspired by her. And she, she got married a year ago and now she, um, uh, I don't want to say anything else, so we'll <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> keep that under wraps for now. But uh, uh, but they are are doing fantastic. Just bought a new home, and they're going to be moving moving soon. My son uh, Jake has his own business. He's a uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's got a woodworking business. They do high end cutting boards and uh, just phenomenal. Uh, the work they do is amazing. He's got a full-time job as well, but uh, he's, uh, they're, they're growing a business. So I'm very, very proud of my kids. I, I, I love being, love the fact that they still like hanging around their parents. <laughs> so, so now, that's is that
0: something that you instilled into both your children is being entrepreneurs or is that something they just said, you know, I, I think this is what I'm going to do. Um, how did that kind of, kind of come up?
1: That that's, uh, Excellent question. I I I know I had a big part in it because my my daughter recently she's had her business for I think five years now. It's going on. I think it's going on five years or just that's right. She just had her fifth anniversary of her business, Uh, and recently she said, "Dad, yeah, you've been pretty intense about (laughs) about things because I when she first became a dietitian, I'm like, yeah, you should start a side business because." People will want this. They'll want to learn how to lose weight the right way and how to eat better and eat healthier and all this stuff. And then she started having people just reach out to her. Hey, you're a dietitian. Can you help me? Can you help me? And I'm like, start a business. Let's start a business. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and I'm constantly plowing into her about growing her business. And, but yeah, this is pretty funny. Uh, we have what we do uh, every other week. We have what we call a family mastermind. And since uh, my son's got his his side business, my daughter's got hers, my son-in-law, is uh, part of a family business. He's uh, he's second in, in charge of, in a family business. I have my side business, and so every two weeks we get together. We're empty nesters, so there we're all we're all apart. But every two weeks we get together. We talk about our businesses, so it's a real mastermind, a business mastermind. But it's a great way to also connect as a reconnect as a family. So we get caught up on what's going on, what are you doing this weekend, what's happening here or there, and it's uh, it's something I absolutely love and cherish and. As long as our, our schedules line up, and getting four people's schedules to line up is not always the easiest, but uh, but we do we take that time every other week for an hour. We just set the, from eight to nine p.m., and we we jump on and we talk business and life, and and it's just great a great time to to reconnect as a family. Highly encourage everybody to to do this, especially if you have kids that are out of the house. Uh, or kids that have any, if they're living with you and they have any sort of entrepreneurial spirit to get together with them on a regular basis. Uh, and if, if not, if, if no one has their own business, it's a great, just set a time to reconnect as a family. I have, there's, I have so many friends. Uh, I ask about their kids. Like ah, I haven't talked to them in a while. You know, I have it's probably been about a month or so. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I encourage you to not fall into that. It's so easy because we have so much going on. Our kids have so much going on, but stay close, stay close, stay part of their lives as, as they grow. And as they, as they change, because they're going to want to come back Uh They want to stay, stay part of, of your family unit. And it's, it's so important uh, to keep that, uh, to keep that bond strong. Um, and in many ways, because as we know, they, they go from kids to friends uh, over time obviously there's we're, we're always their parents we're always their parents but we had we now are in a new new part of our life where we're we're good friends and business colleagues as well which is kind of cool
0: you know there's a lot here to kind of unwrap and the first thing i love is the fact that you schedule time to really sit down and just talk business so Um, for those that haven't heard about a mastermind, I've been kind of playing with these words uh, is mastermind. And like, for me, I talked to you offline about the business retreat or the Mm -hmm. mastermind retreat. Yeah. Right. As, and I'm using these words interchangeable because I have noticed there's quite a bit of my audience that doesn't know what a mastermind is. Oh, okay, and if I say, "Hey, come check out this mastermind retreat," they it's not triggering their thought process of what it is. So yeah. I, I'm using this word interchangeably: business retreat, mastermind retreat, just kind of help, uh, hopefully connecting the two um, for those that are like, "Okay, it's a business retreat." Oh, awesome! So um, that's why I'm bringing this up because you were also talking about this. Yeah. And one of the questions that I had, let me back this up. You talked about not connecting with your sons or your or daughter or them not connecting and reaching out to you, not you specifically, but mm-hmm. for like a month at a time. Sure. And I used to be one of those people uh, where I would go months without talking to my parents And it wasn't that I didn't love them or anything else. It was because I was prioritizing so many other different things. Yeah. And then it started going into the, well, they can always pick up the the phone and call me too, right? So you're trying (laughs) to justify these things to say why you're not making phone calls. But the thing is, if something's important to you, it may not be important to somebody else, but being important to you you still need to follow through with what is important and at a a younger age my mom so to speak i don't don't want to say ripped away i I would say ripped away too early um you know we don't get the time back right and there's no telling if it's one week one year from now 10 years from now you just don't know and Is it something you really want to sit back and regret when that time comes? Exactly so, um, right. so that really hit me pretty pretty deep with what you were speaking about. So thank you for bringing that up. And the question that I wrote down as you were sitting there speaking is being so involved in helping your, your children kind of grow to become who they are and they them being entrepreneurs. There's a couple different things for myself sorry I'm, I'm going on a uh oh. right field here for just a second but i i tell my kids there's definitely valuable skills in different areas one is going into the military mm-hmm. and that's picking up the discipline that you need to be able to live your everyday life and i'm not just saying discipline to follow orders but discipline that when your alarm goes off that you get up out of bed The discipline, (laughs) when things need to be done around your house, you go and you do it. The discipline, if you're an entrepreneur, that you're going to get up and you're going to make those phone calls instead of sitting on social media for half the day. You know, discipline comes in so many different forms. So that's number one. The the second is to learn about sales. Go have a sales job because it's going to help you to understand what helps uh, or see why people do what they do. Yeah. Uh, and the, the third is some type of um, customer service, uh, service to others. And I say that because then you're picking up skills to um, understand people on a different level. So to me, being in the entrepreneur field, that really helps you grow quite a bit. So getting back to my question for you, <laughs> now that I've explained some of that, what I had written down is what is your biggest piece of advice to your kids about business that has helped them to this day or that you feel that you did?
1: Well, I I think is just constantly be thinking about it uh, and doing being, be a person of action. Don't analyze too much and keep planning, keep planning. Yes. Planning, definitely has its role. You've got to plan. You don't just want to just go off without a plan or without a strategy that has its role. However, there's a time where you just got to pull the trigger and go. You got, you know, and something that I've heard many, many times uh, over the years from different, different uh, speakers and different groups, done beats perfect. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get out there and do it and, and, and tweak, then tweak as you go. Just get out there and try, give it a, give it a try. And another thing is you you can't rely. Uh, I mean, we want to be, we want to believe that we can rely on our employers and, and give them a hundred percent when we're, we're working for our employers, but understand also that tomorrow they might say, I'm sorry, we got to let you go for a million different reasons. It could be something that you did. It could be something that is just a budget. could be, (laughs) how many of us lost our jobs last year because of COVID? It's nobody's fault. It's just, it happened. And companies had, you know, business stopped. What are you going to do? You can't, we can't keep all the people on staff because we don't have, there's no income coming in. So a lot of people, you know, fair or unfair, it happened. So you can't, you've got to, shore up your future financially and your security uh, by having something on the side. I think it's, it's just so important. And you're not being disloyal to your, your employer. You're not being uh, doing anything other than being smart. Some people have a ton of money that they can invest, and they can, they can shore up their, their future that way. And that's fantastic. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't have that. They're living paycheck to paycheck, or they're trying to save up. Uh, and they're trying to get into a better financial position. They're doing that by working. And a great way to do it is to have that side income, to have that thing that you can go to that is bring in that extra income to help you pay, pay down some of your bills, to help you put money away into a savings, into a 401k, into an IRA, something that you are going to be able to shore yourself up financially. And money is not everything, but security is so important. Because if that job goes away tomorrow and you have nothing put away, you have no security blanket or security net, whatever you want to call it, it's, it could be devastating. And that, if you're, if you're in a marriage, marriage, more marriages break up due to financial issues than anything else. And I, I can totally understand that. I remember around the 10-year mark, we, my wife and I were going through horrendous Uh, financial struggles it was just it's just bad we both lost our jobs in the same year we had a small child my daughter was very very small and it it just creates so much stress that the the smallest little little decisions like going out and getting a five dollar little caesar's pizza is can could start a fight because we don't have five dollars you know to throw anywhere we're You know, like I heard someone say one time, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, you're trying to figure out which, which bill to pay this month. And okay, I'll put them off this month because I paid them last month. You know, I heard someone say one time, yeah, we knew all the apostles, (laughs) It wasn't we knew we were robbing from everybody, but uh, it's, it's such a struggle uh, getting through that. So um, I got the roundabout way of saying, (laughs) start a business, start a side business for that. Uh, I'm, I'm by nature, I'm very entrepreneurial. Some people are not built to have their own business. It's just, it's, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying everyone must have a, a side business. You know, some people aren't built for it, but if you have a, if you have a hobby, you have a skill that, that maybe you could turn it into something. I mean, how many people have started a, a business on Etsy or sell or sell stuff on eBay or started an Amazon store? That doesn't take a lot of uh, entrepreneurial spirit and know how and drive and big business plans and stuff. No. Hey, I make bracelets on, and I sell them on Etsy, or we have a, you know, all of a sudden you're bringing in a couple hundred bucks a month. Wow, what a great feeling to have a little bit less stress on our life because we have a few hundred bucks coming in. We're able to get caught up on our bills, have a little bit extra. Hey, we can go out to dinner. We could take the kids out. We can, we could save for a vacation. We could do some things we've always wanted to do, you know, so that, that's one of the, the main things, but I've, I've always been just had that entrepreneurial spirit. I've always wanted my own business. I've, I've had a few businesses over time and, uh, and, and I just enjoy it. I love, uh, I love the whole process of entrepreneurship. And, uh, so I've, I passed that on to them and, and they have, they've got it. They've got it, but it's gotta be something you enjoy and really lights you up. Cause I tried with, with my son on a couple different things and he just, yeah, he just wasn't there. He wasn't there. And then he met a buddy who was doing this woodworking and he was like, oh my gosh, you know, you can, you could have a, you could start a business with this. He's like, really? You know, so he had a, he found a, someone who wasn't very entrepreneurial, uh, but brilliant, and knew how to made, make these high-end cutting boards and other things out of wood. And my son came in with the business savvy and, and found something that he absolutely loves. And together they're, they're growing this business and, and they're doing some really, really cool things. So uh, I don't know, I, I've gone way around, <laughs> around, around and around uh, talking about, uh, about this, but yeah, it's really, it's that, that security, I, uh, I think it's just so important. And having a side business, there's no downtime for just sitting around and, you know, Netflix and chill. Yeah. It, it just doesn't happen at my house. <laughs> Don't have time for it.
0: You're, you're hitting on so many levels for me personally. And, you know, speaking how you were talking about you not having the money. And I think back to when I got out of the military and as my family is sitting there growing. And I've only shared this one other time, and this was actually recently with Justine Mater, who is one of the speakers, and um, I think Brandon, who is one of our speakers for the January business retreat, and I I was telling him, I said, you know, I, I do what I do because I know how it feels when you have nowhere else to turn, meaning you don't have the money to to be able to go to these business retreats, to grow your business. Right. That's part of the reason why I started the podcast, because somebody could not invest into my coaching and it didn't Mm. sit well. And one of the things that I did when I did not have the money is I listened to podcasts and said, well, you know what? That's a great way to be able to get some type of information out there for somebody. And reversing back when I was out of the military And I did get into sales, but it wasn't necessarily about me making sales. It was the fact that I I did not have the um, consistency within the companies because it was a a three-month mark, and then that company went away. Another Mm. 45 days, and I couldn't be with that leadership because of how things felt to me. And so it was my inconsistency that led us to... Uh, one day we were sitting there shopping at Aldi. We went to go pick up, you know, some, uh, food for the family Mm -hmm. and we didn't have enough money to be able to go and buy everything we had. And we're, you know, sitting there at the conveyor belt and have people behind us. And we're like, okay, well, we don't need this. Yeah. We don't need this. And the lady said, yes, you do. You need that. And the lady behind us said that. And she says, don't worry about it. I have this. Wow. And she paid for it. You know, so that to me, you know, one, it, it touched my heart and it still touches it to this day. And it makes me think as to why I do what I do. And that's to serve others. Right. Yeah. So, in the coaching, in the, the Matt, you talked about my coaching offline. And I said that I, well, I am doing coaching. I'm doing the group coaching right now that is so much cheaper for people to be able to, to get some type of knowledge and to mm-hmm. ask those questions so they can grow. Yeah. You know, for, for $29 an hour, and you can potentially have group coaching twice a month compared to what people pay me on one on one coaching, completely different right? And that's because I've been there. I've been there where I can't afford the stuff. That's where the podcast came in. I've been there where I couldn't afford the, the coaching services. Well, guess what? $29 a month. You're almost spending that on freaking Amazon prime and Netflix. (laughs) Right. right. So this is for your freaking life, you know? So now as I sit here and I, I start doing these bigger events, the, the business retreats, why is it so much? Well, one, the amount of knowledge that you're going to leave away with and the action plans and the follow-ups that we do is what helps that. Mm -hmm. Um, But number two is what people don't see offline. Now that I'm kind of speaking about it, but where I'm taking proceeds and I'm putting it into charities, you know, charities Mm that are making a difference. That's awesome. That's because I've been there. I knew what it was like to not have the money i knew what it was like to not to to wonder where that paycheck was going to come from to wonder if my family was going to have a roof over their heads you know because yeah. one of the things we went through was a, a short sale it was the closest thing to filing for bankruptcy without filing for bankruptcy yeah you know so um and there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that have these similar stories yep Absolutely. And the the thing is, that's what truly builds us. And I'm sorry to go on this rant. And I I felt that with what you're speaking about is it happens a lot and you can be stuck in that victim mindset and always wondering why me, you know? But the thing is, when you pull yourself out and you look past that, it's about the growth and the experience that you're getting. So that way you don't end up in the same exact spot that you were. Yeah. That's what life is about. Yeah. So um, getting off of my tangent, I'm so <laughs> glad that you brought that stuff up to, to allow me to use space on my own platform, I guess. But uh, yes, so getting back into you, you talked about your kids. And one of the things you do is that that one hour meeting. Yeah, And I, I love what you're saying on that because we talk about, uh, family meetings or family huddles that um, we've gotten away from that. We need to re-implement that back into our family. Um, we have this whole blueprint, this little thing that you can print out for yourself. If you guys want that, let me know in the, the chat box and I will make sure that you guys can have a place to get that. If you would like the template to run your own family meetings, to have a great conversation, to, to find out what people are feeling inside your, relationship within your home that will help you build it um let me see so we have a bunch of comments shay has been blowing up the chat and i just looked down like oh man um and she said why not you and that was in reference to you know having those challenges and saying why me right um why not you who rises succeeds connects thrives so I, i love she's I had so many comments here that I completely missed. And Sarisa, we talked about her earlier today. She jumped in here. Uh, so hello to her as well. So thank you guys for being here. If you're enjoying this conversation I'm having with Jim here, make sure you share this out. Um, this is going to be a, a great podcast that will be a, an evergreen thing that you can continue to listen to on a daily basis. And I'm, I truly honor this conversation we're having right now. And I want to bring it back into Jim. Did you have anything to say before?
1: I, d- I do want to add something because you talked about you talked about, um, you, talked about the, you know the tough times and uh, being at that rock bottom. You know that that we we all, we've all been there at some point or another. And uh, it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who said it first, but uh, when you're going through hell, just don't stop there. Just keep going. Just keep going. Keep your eyes focused forward and keep moving. I I've, I know some people that seem like they get there and they're like, oh, well, let's see if we can buy a house here, you know, and and that's like the absolute wrong thing to do. You got to keep moving, keep pushing forward, because uh, what's a, what's the uh, the saying? This too shall pass, and that means and that's for everything. That's good times and bad times. So when when you're riding high understand most likely this too shall pass and and be prepared for when things go down. And that's why you want the nest egg. That's why you want your savings. That's why you want to have a solid relationship with your, your kids, with your parents, with your spouse, all those special people around you, because when you need them, You want that, you don't want, you know, we all have those people in our lives. Oh, they only call when they need something. They only call when something's going, oh, they must have fought with her boyfriend again. That's why she's calling. It's the only time she called, you know, we all have those people in our lives. And don't be that person. (laughs) Be the person that is constantly investing in relationships, in yourself, in your education, in your your business, in your self-improvement. Uh, in and obviously in your finances so you know continue to to build that one thing that we did I'll, I'll go back to the time when we were really struggling uh, financially is someone introduced us to the book the five love languages and if anyone is is familiar with that Trey is shaking his head by
0: Gary Chapman's <laughs> five love languages yeah. by Gary Chapman
1: Gary Chapman. And that book was given to us. We read it together and it saved and changed everything, changed everything. We were uh, so on edge with each other, constantly fighting and got to the point where we're like, oh, okay. Um, This is important to you. Uh, That's not important to me. You know, read the book. (laughs) I'm not going to go down the, the path. Just read the book. Like, uh, like Teresa, it's the five love languages by Gary Chapman. We give it every time we go to a wedding, we give it as a wedding present uh, because it would save so many marriages. It saved ours. It saved ours. And like I said, 32 years now, we are, we are so in love, best friends, love spending time together. And that's, that's what we should be striving for. We should be striving to uh, to maintain those relationships and and continue to grow in love and and that book is is definitely without getting into all the the all the details behind it that is a book that uh, definitely has the keys to success in in uh, long term relationships. So, okay, I'm done with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here watching Shay. She's she's got a lot to say tonight. Nate. She is a, a powerhouse, full of energy. Um, nice. Great person as well, and she completely shouting out the five love languages. Uh, how great it is it's so important to know your partner's desires? Yep. And it's true. I yeah. first was introduced into the five love languages, uh, when I was in the military, and wow. we did a marriage retreat, and I didn't know how impactful it was at that time. And it really started opening up our eyes, though, about each other and the fact that you know, by how do I feel loved? Well, it's through words of affirmation. And, you know, so, or my wife is physical touch. And if I'm sitting here and I'm just telling her words of affirmation or not words of it, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, basically, you know, say, Hey, how great you're doing, or I, I really love how you did this, you know? So, but if she is constantly showing me physical touch and mine is words of affirmation, then we're missing the boat here. Yeah. Like I'm not feeling the love as much. So right. yeah. I I encourage, just like what Jim was saying, go check out the book, go buy it, go listen to it on Audible. Um and you and I, I need and, to have Gary on here one day. That's that would I, be
1: amazing. That would be <laughs> amazing. And read it together. Don't just one person read it because then you're gonna have one person saying all this stuff and they're gonna be trying to push the other person. And you're gonna find you're gonna have some friction there read it together, slowly read it together. Uh, and I mean, you can each read it separately, but come together at the end of each chapter, talk about it, discuss it. It's, it that's a way that you're going to grow together. And you don't have to be married to have this. If you're in a relationship or maybe you're single right now, you don't have anybody in your life, but you'd like to, that's your goal. Some day is to have somebody in your life that becomes that life partner for you. You may want to read it first now and and have it ready so that when you find that person you can read it together and grow together it's uh it's just it's a total life changer
0: really is absolutely and one of the things that keeps coming to my mind right now as we were sitting here talking you talked about you know hell is not your destination and the only thing i could sit here and think of is you have to go through hell to get to heaven so um and that you know saying is through life, through the challenges that we go through. Right. And whether it's in a marriage, you know, you got to push through those challenges. You got to go through that hell to find the fruits of, you know, love of heaven um, on the other side with that person, you know, so it's not just saying on a spiritual level, but it, on all aspects of life. So um, thank you so much for really just kind of hanging <laughs> out with me and having these great conversations. Cause we, you know, I always say, you never know where this is going to go. So, yeah. um, but I do want to bring this back to you and I want to talk about yep. the Trade Show University and yeah. podcast, what you do, how that actually came up. Yeah. And you said, okay, well, I'm going to start this. So, if you can kind of let's talk some business and sure. let's uh, see what a little bit more about that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am a marketing guy. I got my degree in marketing uh, way back when, back in, when did, when did I graduate? 1989. Eesh, that's a long time ago. Anyway, uh, so I got my degree in marketing and one of my first jobs was with Fannie Farmer Candy. If anyone who's old enough to remember when there were Fannie Farmer Candy stores all over the country, they were it was a, a staple brand. They had I think, over two hundred stores across the country at one point. and I worked at their headquarters in their mar- obviously in their marketing department, and it was just a great place to work. Oh, you have candy all day, so how bad could it be? But we went to uh, I was told by my mo- my boss, hey, we're going to the Philadelphia candy show. is uh, one of the largest trade shows for the candy industry and I've like, never been to a trade show. I didn't know really what that was. So I'm like, okay, yeah, hey, I get to go to Philadelphia. Cool, let's go. And so we get there and it is it's just a massive convention center with booth after booth after booth of candy companies and anything having to do with candy uh was there. And they're sampling and I am just like this is uh, this is amazing. It's just amazing and eating way too much candy, and uh, just uh, almost kind of getting sick of it by the afternoon. But it was still, it was an amazing experience. And everyone was so excited. And I got so I got excited and just being there the energy that the amount of transactions that was happening. And uh, like I said, just the excitement of everybody there. (laughs) Excuse me. Well, a couple of years go by and I switch companies and now I'm with a manufacturing company. And I was told, we're going to a a trade show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Going from candy to, you know, the manufacturing show. So it's not going to be near as exciting. And I got there and the people had a similar high level of excitement at the show because they're talking about their business and they're talking about their livelihood and what they do for a living. And, and they're bringing their best stuff. And, and all of a sudden, I got wrapped up in, in everything trade shows. And so, and then I started being involved with, actually, we're going to start exhibiting at trade shows. And so I got involved with that and learning the whole process of trade shows. And I, today I am absolutely convinced it is the, for, especially if you're in the business to business space, it is the, one of the, I'm not going to say the best. Okay. I'll say the best, the best marketing tool that you have available to you that over a course of a couple of days, you know, it might be one day, might be two days, might, some of them are a, little, a week long, but however long it is, you have the opportunity to not only have great one-on-one conversations with your target audience. If you pick the right show, if you're at the right show, you have your target audience, your ideal customers walking in front of you nonstop for days. And you have the opportunity to talk to them one-on-one and tell them why you're special and why you're different and why they should do business with you and get into, like I said, get into those great conversations. So you've got that opportunity. You also have the opportunity to learn what's going on in the industry because there's these shows a lot of times are put on by, industry associations. So they have they have workshops, they have all sorts of things going on around the industry. So you get to learn all about that. And while you're there, your competitors are probably there too. So you have a great opportunity to do some amazing competitive analysis and so go spy on your competitors, take pictures, go introduce yourself to your competitors. Why not? And just say, Hey, I'm with ABC down. We've got a booth down there. I just wanted to see what you guys are doing and invite them to come over and be, be a friendly competitor. And you're going to get more information than if you just try and sneak around, but you can do great competitive analysis there. You can go to workshops, you, you, you might even have the opportunity to be Be in front, uh, be on a stage, give a workshop, give a seminar, give a keynote talk. And now all of a sudden you're reaching your, your ideal target audience at a whole new level where you are now the expert. You're the thought leader. You're not just the guy in the booth who is uh, talking about his stuff you are actually the thought leader. And, and you could say, hey, by the way, we have a booth here. And now all of a sudden people wanna connect with you because you're the thought leader. So it is, uh, there's so many things, so many aspects of trade shows that are, are just powerful and phenomenal. So fast forward, I've been doing trade shows for years and years and years, hundreds and hundreds of shows where I've been planned them, I've worked them, I've been on uh, in every aspect of, of trade shows and absolutely love them. Well, a couple of years ago, my job, changed a little bit, same company, but uh, I was asked to start up a training department because I was doing so much training in our marketing and uh, the, our customers were calling our president saying, well, we love what you're doing. We love what you're doing. So so I was offered to, to do that. So I started doing training and uh, I was no longer the trade show guy, but I was the training guy. So it was the first thing I do. I'd, I know nothing about training uh, formally. I mean, I know how to train, but from a formal training, learning, and development standpoint, I don't know all the techniques. I don't know the jargon. I don't know anything. So uh, first thing I did was I said, okay, I need to go to a trade show and learn. <laughs> so, uh, so I went to a trade show all about training, and I'm walking through not knowing anything. And I'm, I'm doing, if anyone's been to a trade show before, you'll know what I'm talking about. You go down the aisles, and I do the scan and read, You know, okay, because I'm, I'm just walking. I'm not stopping at any booth. I'm just walking and I'm looking at the booth and I'm reading, do I want to stop here? This is what I'm saying to my mind. I'm reading, eh, no, not this one. I turn and I look at the, the one across from it. Eh, not this one. I keep moving down the aisle and because you don't have time to stop at every single booth and go, what do you do? there was at this, at this show, There was over 400 booths. So I couldn't do that. And so I just said, well, okay, let me just walk. And that's what a lot of people do. They walk and they scan and they make a split second decision if they need to talk to you or not. So I'm going down this and I went down the very first aisle, which had about 30, 40 booths. And I get to the end. I didn't stop at any one of them. And I'm like, I don't know anything. And none of these people are helping me none of these people it's I'm at a training conference and none of these people have been trained how to work a trade show. (laughs) They, They know about their, they know about their company. They know about their products and stuff, but they're letting me walk right past without even finding out I might be the biggest customer they could have ever had, but I just, they, they relied on me making a split decision by reading their booth and they were perfectly fine with me walking right past. And so at this point, I I walked. I I was there for a few days. I got what I wanted out of the show, and on the way back, on it was in San Diego. I was flying back to Cleveland, and for three and a half hours, I started typing up information about how to work trade shows, and and I'm like, I need to get this information out to people. I need to. There's there's too much here, and I'm I'm not in charge of trade shows anymore. So I've I want to share this with somebody. So that's kind of how the the podcast got started. I just like you said earlier, I want to serve. I want to serve people. I want these companies are investing huge money to be at these shows, especially a show that large, the booths are expensive on their own. And then you're paying for two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen 10, 15 people, depending on, on your company, you're flying them there. You're putting them up in hotels. You're paying for their meals. You're, and then on top of that is the you know, the cost for the the show and and your design, your exhibit, and all all this stuff. It's huge money and huge resources that people are putting into these these shows, and they're letting people, they're 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 not maximizing what they could be doing. They're missing. They're leaving money on the table left and right. And companies don't even realize they're doing it. They have no clue. They think they're going to they're gonna leave that and they're going to ask their people, how was the show? Oh, it was a good show. We got, we got 25 leads. Oh, fantastic. But maybe they could have had 70 leads. They just don't know. But that's, uh, so I started the podcast and every single episode is a different topic. We talk about goal setting. We talk about staffing your booth. We talk about, um, we talk, uh, talk about promo items. We talk about, uh, like I said, my daughter's a, a dietitian. She's been on twice to talk to people. Uh, talk about first of all is how do you survive a a trade show because you're on your feet all day you're typically eating whatever food you can get your hands on and and a lot of these convention centers it's junk food you know it's chicken fingers and french fries and stuff and so you don't eat very well and by the end of it you feel like garbage so she's been on to talk about how to how to do that successfully I've had people talking about strategy about branding about marketing about videos about everything aspect. And I'm, and I'm not even, I've done, I think I just lo- uh, dropped episode 115 or something like that recently. And we're just scratching the surface. There's so much. Some of them are just me talking and some of them I have great guests on. Um, one I did recently, which you're going to appreciate this because it kind of ties into our entire conversation. I did a, an episode called the 100% rule. And I said, there is no such thing as a balanced life. And a balanced life, because people say, oh, I want a balanced life. I want a balanced life. It's just, it's an unrealistic ideal to have a balanced life. I said, you got to live by the 100% rule. And what the 100% rule is, whatever you're doing, be in 100%. Because think about, it, you know, Trey, you're a dad. You've been five kids, right? And you've got, so when you have a newborn, how balanced is your life? Is every kid getting equal, equal time? No, it's impossible. That newborn gets the majority of your time because they need it. They can't go and sit and, and watch TV while you're doing other, other things. They, they can't, Yeah, it's just impossible. You, they need more of your time. So balanced life is not possible. But when you're with your family, be with your family. Don't be on your phone, checking work emails. And when you're at work, be at work. And when you're with your friends and when you're on a date with your spouse, be all in everything you're doing. And then I I related it to trade shows. When you're at a trade show, put your phone away. You're there to do a job. You're there. Your company is investing money to have you there. And if you're the business owner, you've got to be all in because you are spending so much time, energy, resources, money to be there. Be all in. And if you have an opportunity to be part of a networking event after hours, get there and go network. Don't sit at the bar, don't uh, find one person and just, you know, a friend that you know and just sit and talk with them. No, go network. You're there to do a job. You're there to get business. So it's being all in 100% in everything that you do. Life and and you know this, marriage is not 50-50. It's 100-100. Because there's times when you can't give 100%. You've because you're sick or you've had a tragedy or you lost your job or and you need your spouse to 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 give that hundred, and you need them, you know. And we need each other. We need to lean on each other. So, uh, okay, that's enough of my ranting about the hundred percent rule. But go check that out. It was just one of the most more recent episodes. I'll have to give you a link for that. But I've had g- great uh, opportunities to have amazing guests on, from uh, industry leaders to. Uh, To people who are just great at what they do, you know, like I said, video experts, marketing experts, branding experts, other people in the trade show industry, 115 plus episodes and, and a lot more to come. Uh, And, and since then, I've, I've now started doing coaching, working with companies who are exhibitors who are going to be exhibiting to help them set the right strategy because it's not enough just to go there and say, well, I'm just going to go and we'll set up a table and it's going to be great because all these people are there. No, you got to know what you're doing or else you're going to come up short. You're going to leave and you're going to be frustrated. Oh, it wasn't a very good show. You know, every, for every person that says that wasn't a very good show, there's probably one or two that says that was the best show ever. And what's the difference? It's, it's you having a strategy, having goals, working those goals, and knowing what you're doing. And so, and and you're going to get better. Every show is not the best. Uh, and the first one you do is not going to be the best, but just keep getting better at it. And, uh, so as you can see, I get a little excited talking about trade shows. (laughs) I'm I'm not your normal guy.
0: (laughs) That is completely awesome. I have several (laughs) questions in regards to even trade shows. Um, because let's be real. I mean, that's part of the reason why you're here is to uh, bring awareness to different aspects of people's lives, because maybe you're not setting up a, or, you know, the trade show itself, maybe you're not an exhibitor, but now you can sit here and think, okay, as I, like you talked about, you're walking down the aisle. Does this catch my eye?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, so, And even though some might not catch your eye, you can always bring up the question, okay, what amazing information could I be skipping by not going to some of these? Yeah. So um, going into the the first question, oh, I did wanna address, you were talking about the 100% rule and it's dead on. And I do, I talk about the quality of life and is there such thing as balancing your life? There's a certain thing of sustaining while you focus on one key area of life, mm-hmm. to raise. That's the goal, because then you raise that and then it's sustaining while you bring something else and put maximized focus on that. So your quality of life then comes into where all of these are on a graph. And as you let some other slip, then it's about figuring out, okay, well, I did let that slip. And that's part of the reason why we have this mastermind or business retreat in January is to talk (laughs) about the same thing, but uh, truly in depth with some amazing people. And I actually had uh, Brandon, he chimed in on here as well. Uh, He's the serial entrepreneur for the speaking team in January. He said, awesome talk. So uh, everybody's giving you amazing kudos tonight. So I do appreciate (laughs) you being here with me. I appreciate uh, so, it. Jumping into the question, I actually had two written down. Number one, since I was just talking about it, walking down the aisle, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, what makes a booth actually stick out?
1: Well, uh, there's, there's a couple different ways of, of saying this, um, or uh, there's a couple different ways of answering it. Number one, make sure it's clean and clear don't make sure it's not cluttered. There's, there's some, uh, some people, they design their booth and there's too many words. Uh, don't use too many words. Keep it clear so that, cause people, if there's too much, they're just going to skip over it. They're not going to, they're not going to read it uh, and assume they're not going to read it. You have a second to grab their attention. So make sure you have what you want to say, big, bold and make that thing that you want to say, the thing that makes you different. The, the, your company name is great. That's all wonderful and good. But if if all they remember is your company name, uh, they're going to go right past because why do they need you? Why do they need you? So tell why you're different, especially how you are different from your competitors. So keep, the, keep, the, keep it clean, minimize the number of words. And if you're in a specific industry, don't assume people know what you're talking about. I I quote unquote, dumb it down. Okay. Don't use a bunch of acronyms that you think, Oh, everybody knows what XTC means, but if they're not, maybe they're brand new to the industry. Like when I was going to that training conference or that training trade show, I didn't know what any of that. And I, I saw was acronyms everywhere. I had no clue what any of them meant. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not stopping because I don't want to have a big discussion about, and ac- you you going through this acronym and and me you know it not meaning anything to me so so make sure it's clean clear use use language that anybody can understand even if they're brand new to the industry that's the first thing um, if you have a uh, if you have the opportunity to light uh, add lights to it add some sort of something that's going to attract different senses and if you think about a If you think about a big trade show or even a small trade show, maybe where every booth or every table looks is the same size. They're all these 10 foot by 10 foot booths or a tabletop, and they're all the same. How can you stand out? Most do not use any sort of lighting. And if so, if you light it up, it's going to make it visually pop. If you can uh, maybe have some sort of a food item in your your booth, that's going to attract people because of a smell fresh pop popcorn that you can give away, not expensive, but makes a great thing that's going to attract people. Obviously don't have fresh pop popcorn or fresh baked cookies or anything like that. If all you're going to do is hand out popcorn and cookies, because people are going to come and you're going to spend a ton of money handing out food. And you're not going to talk about your business unless your business is popcorn or cookies, of course, but, uh, but utilize those, especially if it's going to make you stand apart. Um, so sights, smells, sounds. Uh, there's nothing like a spinning prize wheel and the sound of, of that that goes people going, what's going on over there? Oh, I can win something. So something like that. Uh, so engage the senses, engage the senses. Keep your literature minimal. Don't have, uh, if, you, if you have a product line with you know, 15 different products and you have a different information sheet on every single product, Don't put out 15 sheets because it's just going to confuse people. Make it real simple. Keep it clean because if people see too many options, they're just going to walk past. They're not going to know what's what, and they're just going to walk right past. And it's also going to keep it uh, easier for your staff to figure out, to find things, and to help guide and answer questions. So keep it simple. Keep it minimal. Um, But at the end of the day, I'll tell you this. Your booth is a crutch. Your booth and everything in it is a crutch. It doesn't matter because if you put the right people who are trained well in a booth versus people who are not trained in a booth, one team is going to have a great show. One team is not going to have a great show. And that's, it's all about your people because as, as we've been talking, you know, as I walked past down that main aisle, of that that show where I got to the end of the aisle going, no one's helping me. There were people that were smiling at me. They were looking at me. There was a couple of booths I even stopped. I was literally probably two feet away from a couple people. They were watching me as I was reading the booth. And then I started walking and they never said a word to me. They never said anything to me. So here's my secret. Here's the secret to make the best show. It doesn't matter if you have a, a good big booth or a bad booth or, or whatever, is have a question that's gonna stop people in their tracks and make them think for just a split second. And 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 it and you can have two questions. Uh, if, uh, if that first question qualifies people, then you only need quite one question. If it doesn't qualify them, then you have to follow it up with the second question that qualifies them. So I'll give you an example. And this is, it, it was brilliantly used and it was at that show. It was a company. I, I'm just walking past and I'm, I'm doing my scan. And, and I don't, I, at the po- point I was walking past their booth, I don't even think I was looking at their booth. And someone said to me, excuse me, do you use PowerPoint? And I stopped and I'm like, I do. I use PowerPoint. She goes, you want to see something really cool? I'm like, well, yeah, she had me. All of a sudden, I'm in the middle of a demo. It was a, a company that did training on PowerPoint, and it was the simplest little. T- she asked two little questions and had me in their booth and given me a demo. And that is how I want everyone who's listening, who's gonna, who uses trade shows, or maybe you're, if you if you haven't used trade shows, you're going to be have those two questions ready to go that are going to stop somebody. It can't. It, it can be a yes no question as long as it makes them think. And it can't be a, hey, you enjoying the show? Because I'm not going to stop and talk to you if that's all. Because that doesn't make me stop. That makes me keep walking. I'll say, hey, I'm having a great time. And I'm going to keep walking. But when she said, do you use PowerPoint? I had to stop and think just for a second. It was enough to make me stop. And then she followed up. You want to see something really cool? Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't want to see something really cool? Of course. And she showed me something really cool. So, so I got
0: I to gotta interject really quick. Yeah. I hope I don't pull you off. Of no, what saying, but it comes down to asking a question that gets past the subconscious mm-hmm. mind. Yes,
1: yes, great. Well put. Well put.
0: Okay, That's... so keep going. I just <laughs> wanted to tune that in.
1: So I had I had a couple of guests on my podcast early on. It was I think it was like episode thirteen or fourteen, and uh, two friends that I, I had known, business colleagues. Robin Sachs and Angie Pullman, who are uh, here in the Cleveland area, phenomenal business coaches. And they said, what would you do if you got to your trade show and your booth didn't show up? What would you do? You've paid for the booth. The show's about to start. And for some reason, your exhibit, your, your, your containers, your packages, they got lost and they didn't show up. What are you going to do? The show is starting. People are walking in. You got a, you got a booth there. And uh, so you've got to make a decision. And so that's why I say your booth is a crutch. If you have stuff there, absolutely use it, but it's up to you. And so if your booth isn't there and you got people walking past you, if you have your questions ready, it's just as effective whether you have a booth or not, because what you're trying to do is get people into a meaningful conversation. Like you said, get past that subconscious. They can be walking past. You're standing in front of an empty booth and you say, excuse me, have you ever heard of ABC? Or excuse me, do you have a problem with uh, your insurance rates? Oh, yes, I hate them. If I could show you a way to save 20%, would that be of interest to you? Absolutely. Okay, you've got them. Now you're in a conversation because you're selling insurance. Okay. Or whatever it is, but think about it and brainstorm. What is it that can stop people in their tracks and then get them qualified. And if they don't qualify, you don't want to talk to them. If they don't, if they don't uh, use PowerPoint, she didn't want to talk to me. It doesn't matter because uh, that's what they do. They train on PowerPoint. If I don't use PowerPoint, she would have let me go. Okay. And that's fine. And She's perfectly fine with that. Don't just be so happy that someone's going to stop by your booth that you're going to get into a 15, 20 minute conversation with them only to find out that they would never buy from you because they don't buy your products or they're not qualified or they're, they're the wrong company size or type or whatever. So that's why the qualification part is so, so important. Uh, you just got to make sure that, uh, that you're doing that. But that's that, that question of you know, what is it, Uh, they, they, they said two questions. Number one was that, what would you do if if your booth didn't show up? So you got to have integrity, you've invested, you got to make the best of it. So that's the first thing. Second thing, they and they said some of the which ties back to some of the things I said. You got to stand out in some way engage the senses. You got to do something that's going to make your booth stand out. She said, think of Tetris. We, we you're familiar with the game Tetris, right? You know, it's uh, the the falling blocks and you got to twist them and turn them and then you form once you form a row, that that line disappears and then you keep going. And she said, you got to think Like Tetris, you've got to stand out. You've got to be different because when you create that row and you blend in with everybody else in your row, what happens? You disappear. And you don't want to disappear. You need to stand out. You've got to do things differently. And I've seen so many things over time. There's so many creative ways from games to uh, contests to uh, one of my favorites is having a magician right there at the booth. Nothing, if you get a well, Trained trade show magician, not just a magician, but a trade show magician. Someone who is as he's gathering a crowd, he is focused on getting more people to stop and listen. And then he does a trick while weaving your company's message into the trick. He doesn't do it, just do a card trick, but he talks about the you know picking the having when he's having someone select a card. Selecting the right vendor is so important, and you know, and he weaves the message in there using someone like that can be so so important. Uh, but there, there's so many aspects of, of having the right booth and for every business it's going to be a little bit different strategy. What's your budget? you know you got to understand what your budget is, who's your audience and standing out. So maybe you're if you're in the insurance business or you're in the financial services business, not a very exciting business. There's a lot of regulations. there's a lot of things you can or can't do, but, that gives you a great option an opportunity to really stand apart and make yourself look different than everybody else who's in their business suits and they're all buttoned up and, and, but you can do something different and having a theme I've seen, uh, I've been to shows like that and all of a sudden everyone's in pith helmets and they're in vests and they're in safari gear and they have this big safari theme going on and all of a sudden they're memorable. You know, how did, do you remember ABC law firm? No, I don't remember that. Oh, you remember this one? They had the safari. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah. That, and, but you have, it's got to make sense and you have to tie it in together, but do things that's, that uh, help you stand out uh, in, a, in a very, very good way. Gosh, I hope I answered that question.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, and I actually had the other question, but you were answering as you're going, which is amazing. So, um, that being said, I, I know we're kind of coming up on time. But I want to do a shout out for your podcast. Where can people go to listen or learn more about what you do first and foremost? So uh, what is the name of your, your podcast and how can you help others as well?
1: Absolutely. I thank you for, uh, for offering that. Trade Show University is the podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find it. It's uh, so Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, uh, iHeart. It's on all of them. So just uh, type in Trade Show University, and you'll find it. You can go to my website, TradeShowU.biz. That's Trade Show, the letter U. B I Z. You can listen to all the episodes there. And if you go to that that page, if you go to the website, right there on the homepage, sign up for the newsletter. Um, and you'll, there's probably one of those annoying pop-up boxes where you can uh, plug in your uh, email address right there to sign up for the newsletter. But if you do, you will automatically get free of charge. My top 52 trade show tips sent right to you. Uh, it's my gift for, for, for joining the email newsletter. And I I send out a newsletter once a week when I drop a new episode. So every Monday an episode drops and, uh, in the newsletter, I always give extra tips and, uh, past uh, episodes that you can listen to. And while you're on the website, go to the, go to the episodes page. There's a search bar. So if you're, if you're struggling with something, you've been doing, doing trade shows for a while, and you're struggling with something like, I don't know how to, I don't know if we have the right staff type in staff, all the episodes about staffing will pop up. Um, and so, anything you're thinking about, you could just uh, type that in because with over a hundred episodes, it's hard to uh, hard to uh, figure out what is the best episodes uh, for uh, or how to find the best episodes. So, do, do use the search bar. Unfortunately, I don't think on, on uh, mobile it, it works, but uh, on a, if you're on a laptop or a desktop, it, it definitely works. Uh, so, that is uh, that's the 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 website then the and the podcast. But oh my gosh, there's so much to learn there. It's just amazing, uh, tons and tons of value. And then if you find uh, if you if you're in a point where you're like, you know what, we're investing in a show or we've never done shows before, and and you want some help, I've got a product called uh, Your Show Success Roadmap, and that is think think about if you ever go go to a new city, go to a new city, what do you do? And you need to find a restaurant, you need to find a, a you know a place where you're going. You we rely on what. Ways and Apple maps and, and that GPS system to find our way around there. We've become so reliant on it. When you go to a trade show, even if you've been to that show before, it's like going to a new city. And you need something to help you navigate. And that's what the, that's what the service is. We start with a, a, a deep dive intensive into your business, into your goals. We help you set the right goals and help you set goals for before the show, during the show, and after the show, and give you that stri- strategic roadmap for you to get the best success. I've, I've worked with, with some companies. I was a, worked with a, uh, a home improvement company, and they, we were able to increase the number of qualified leads they got from a show by 250%. And so that is, I can't guarantee that every time, but I know what people do and how they work shows and you can significantly increase the, uh, the quality of, of your shows and get better results. So uh, you got to so,
0: stop taking all my questions away. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, what are some companies, what have they seen? And you, you nailed it. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you if you click on the roadmap button or just go to uh, trade show, you.biz slash roadmap. And, uh, and I give I give a free 20 minute call, just to make sure that's it's going to be right for you. I I'm not, I don't want you, uh, uh, spending any money if uh, if it doesn't, uh, if it's not gonna be right for you. So free 20 minute call will we'll, and you'll you will get value just out of that that uh, 20 minutes together, I
0: guarantee. it And what are some uh, trade shows coming up that maybe we would catch you at?
1: Wow. Catch me at, uh, I'm well, I, I have, uh, I have a day job, so I, I am a corporate trainer as well. And, uh, so I'm going to be going to one that's for the community transportation association of America. Uh, so that's where you'll see me next. That's next month in November. Um, there are so many, uh, you'd be blown away how many trade shows there are in the world uh, going or even just in the US going on at any given time, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens from small ones to big ones. And you, you might be saying, hey, I'm, I'm just a small business. And I'm not going to invest uh, thousands and thousands of dollars to go to a big industry show. Great. That's fine. That's fine. It might not be for you, but maybe you have a, maybe you have a restaurant, maybe you have a, a business and you have an opportunity to go to a local small business expo that your chamber of commerce is putting on. It's the same, t- same techniques, same uh, processes that we go through for that to help you maximize the results from that show. Uh, it uh, from small to big, uh, the 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 basic techniques are the same. So, uh, the, but there, look, just uh, you know, figure out what what show is going to be best for you by understanding who is my audience who and that, and then doing the homework to find out what show is gonna be best. Maybe it's a national show, maybe it's a regional show, maybe it's a local show in your hometown, uh, but uh, do your research. And sometimes uh, if people are have their big sights set on, on one of these big national shows and they don't have the budget, go attend the show, see what it's like, walk around, see who's there and make connections, network while you're there. And it might might bring bring, uh, bring great benefits. And then you can uh, turn around next year and and, uh, and have a booth there. So there's there's so many options. Oh my gosh, I could just talk all night yeah, about trade shows. And
0: Jim, I do have one more question for yeah. you. Yeah, and For those that are still hanging out with us, if you haven't caught it so far, I'm sitting here with uh, Jim Cermak and he is the host of the Trade Show University. Uh, very knowledgeable as well as helping uh, corporate clients uh, maximize their leads through trade shows and potentially how you could use the information that he has shared uh, throughout this podcast so the last question i had written down and then we'll go ahead and close things out well there's going to be one follow-up but where can someone go to find a trade show near them do you have certain places that you can go to find something
1: Wow, that's a great question. Um, What I would do is I would recommend, and I'll have to send you the link. There is a a gentleman who is has become a a friend who is a trade show magician. He's he's the best. He is the best. His name is Scott Tokar. He's got a website called Corporate FX, Corporate FX, and he has on there a trade show finder. Uh, It's a it's an online tool where you you plug in um, certain criteria and it will give you. Uh, all the shows that uh, that may be helpful for you. Obviously, it, it, it's probably not going to help you find a little local chamber of commerce show, but if you, if you want something on a regional or a larger scale, that is a great way to do it. Other than that, do some, uh, uh, if you're involved in a specific industry and uh, I would reach out to your industry associations, your industry leaders, find out what they're doing. Is there shows available to you? And how, how can you do that other than that? Try some uh, just searches online, and uh, see what you what you could find, and do your homework and see what's going to be the best for you.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, as we close this down, is there anything that you wished I would have brought up during our conversation today?
1: Wow, it's a good question, um, man no no we we hit so much today <laughs> we hit so much i can keep talking and talking but I, you know when i think about some of the some of the things that we talked about uh, and this goes business this goes in life you're going to come across hard times that's when we're forged right we are forged in fire we're forged in the hard times if you're sitting on the couch doing nothing, you're not being forged. You're being molded. You're like a big pile of putty. Okay. You've got to be moving. You got to be up. You got to be in the fight, in the fire. And that's when you get to forge. And that's when you get to look back in your life and go, wow, look what I built. Look what I created. And and it's not about giving yourself a pat on the back, but it's, it's about doing something that makes a difference and, and get out there and serve. Get out and serve, and that's what Trey is doing every single day. He's serving people through his his uh, groups, through his coaching, through this mastermind uh, weekend that he's going to be doing, through his podcast. That's what I do through my podcast: a hundred plus episodes of free content, which is stuff that people would pay for. Get out there, use it. Utilize it and then reach out to me. Okay, <laughs> reach out and, and let's engage if you really want to want to go further than, than the podcast. So uh, I, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, it's through the hard times that we're, that we're crafted and we're forged and uh, into what we what God intends us to be.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, kind of giving us a shout out as well. And uh, for those I want to actually announce, I was talking to my wife, uh, I think it was earlier today and we we're coming up on the one year anniversary of this podcast. And in doing so, just like we do the monthly wrap-ups, I would love to be able to have all of the the guests that have come on and shared some type of advice, expertise. I'd love to invite them back for this big old, uh, one year anniversary mashup. So, um, <laughs> Hey, so stay tuned for that. I'll be reaching out to all the guests that is going to be including you because guess what? You're making it within that first year. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I, I'd love to have you part of it as well. So I'm looking at uh, approximately the 28th of October, potentially doing this. So I need to get those invites out now. Yes. But, if I can uh, make
1: it, I will be there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for stepping up so to speak, yeah, absolutely. So Jim, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, I, I truly honor you and all that you do to, to really give back to uh, anybody that is there willing to learn and listen. So thank you so much, Jim.
1: Uh, it's my pleasure. I, I am honored to be here today. Thank you so much. All
0: right, you guys. And as always live intentionally and make the rest of your day, the best of your day. Cool. Thank nice. you, Jim. Appreciate
1: it, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that just popped in my mind—I I was going to talk about it earlier when you were talking about uh, the military and teaching your kids about that as a as an option. Um, my dad was World War II. He was a he was a navigator in a B seventeen bombers, stationed over in Italy. And he told me he goes every he goes I believe every young man should go through boot camp. He goes, he goes, because they would learn discipline, they'd learn respect, they'd learn how to work hard. He goes, every young man, even if they didn't spend any time in the military, they should go through boot camp. And, uh, and so I totally understand when you're saying that about discipline, because it's, you know, and I heard um, Dr. James Dobson from uh, Focus on the Family years ago, talk about discipline uh, is it's like if your kids have a long pier going out into the ocean, okay. A long pier discipline is putting guardrails on the pier. Okay. You wouldn't let your kids just run out there because why they could fall off the side. Discipline tells them, okay, you can look over at the the ocean, but no, we're going to, we're going to keep you safe. That tells them they, they learn where their boundaries are, what's acceptable, what's not. And another way to put discipline is discipline is, is train tracks for the train without it you know, that that's how you maximize the, you know, the optimize the train. So anyway,
0: absolutely, (laughs) that's right on too.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. So Trey, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Anything else before we.
0: No, um, it just, uh, if you have a title you would like me to use for this podcast episode, feel free to share it. Um, if not, I, I typically will follow up with it myself, um that's pretty much it well, we Just, went
1: all all over the place so trade shows in life and uh, <laughs> I don't know, whatever but that's what whatever it's about i mean
0: yeah. this podcast is yeah. about life yeah, it is it and is. that's what i, I love yeah. about it, it is, is, is everybody has their unique story everybody yeah. has their unique work that they do uh you can have a hundred different coaches on and they're all going to be different in some right. way yep so absolutely but yeah, and,
1: and everybody who's who joined us, thank you, thanks for hanging out with us. It was awesome,
0: yeah. And, and as always, I know Facebook, you know, you have people pop in and out and back and forth, so yeah. um, yeah, it's just it was great to sit there and watch all the the chat and everybody that was participating as well. So, thank you guys for for being with us tonight. Yeah. So, um, that's the other thing about the, the mashups, like you said the guests can come in and truly interact and ask those questions. So yep. uh that'll be great to to do as well. So awesome. but yeah. So it's time for me to go spend time with my family.
1: Me too. So. <laughs> the best of luck on your house and Trey, you're the best. Thanks, man. And uh, thank give, you. <laughs> give a hug to Randy to tell her thank you for letting me borrow you for an hour or whatever. Hour Absolutely.
0: <laughs> is is there any way that I can uh Help best serve you, or help you in any
1: way. Uh, just uh, keep me in your prayers, man. Keep me in your prayers. Always. I got, a, I got a, a grandchild on the way. Want to make sure that they're healthy, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm good. Life is good, and uh, yeah, it's uh you. You're That's doing it. it just by having me on. You're, you're doing it.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Forging Life Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, first and foremost, make sure you check in the. Information block down below for all the great links for any of the guest speakers or any promotions that are currently going on. It is most important for you to take advantage of those right away. And secondly, I ask of you if you are enjoying this, make sure you head over whether that's on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you're listening to this, leave a review that truly helps us out in getting this into the ears of others. That may be able to take advantage of this as well so as always guys thank you so much for being here and i can't wait to get the next episode out to you